Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, December 21, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's a lot of stuff going on in the daily chart. We're going to talk about all of it. The first thing I want to mention is it was today the winter solstice and also the grand conjunction that we've discussed before. Now, I believe that the winter solstice actually did have somewhat of an impact on the market based on when it took place. And I think it's just neat to see how this stuff works. Not all the time, but sometimes you can't count on it working. You don't know which way the market's going to go. But in fact, the winter solstice, when it occurred, which was 5.02 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And here it is, just so you don't have to look it up for yourself. It was today. It happened at 4.02 Central Standard Time, which translates to 5.02 Eastern Standard Time. Now, here's the futures. Here's the 24-hour clock. It's the overnight activity. And what you'll see here is not on the dime, but here's around 5 o'clock. And the market really did accelerate to the downside, finding a low just around the next big fat round number, 3,600, slightly below that. We'll get to all that stuff later, but maybe it was the bearish pattern. Maybe it was getting ready because it was solstice day. I just find it interesting that these things happen on that day. Now, what's also interesting is that the market made a high, and that was also on today, on the 21st. The market made a high, the futures did, of 3724 the previous high, the previous day, which was last Friday, 37.23, and before that, that was it. So the market actually did make both a high and a low when you talk about the futures on the 21st on the solstice day. Pretty interesting stuff. Now, we're back to the SPY, and I'm not sure whether at the beginning of this video, I'm pretty sure it was not, but I'm pretty sure that that tail candle was not there. However, it was there all day long. We call these a shenanigan print. I was going to talk about it later. It's found on the intraday charts. But during the day when this happened, which was around lunchtime, it showed up on every single time frame across the board on the SPY. What is that? Where's it going? How do we interpret it? Well, it's a shenanigans print tail candle, if you will. How do we interpret it? Well, a lot of times these things will go to a gap. So we know if the market's coming close to a gap and there's a previous fake or shenanigans tail candle, then they're likely to finally get to that gap whenever it does occur. However, in this case, it actually goes a lot higher than the previous high. This tail candle goes all the way up to 378.46. Now, I don't know whether the market's going to get there anytime soon. I don't know that the market will ever get there. But what I would do if I were you is write that number down. And if they start pushing above the old highs, guess what? It doesn't become a hard and fast guaranteed target. But what it does is it becomes what I'll call a soft target. The reason why I even bring these things up is because there's no accidents. There are no coincidences in the market. When you find things like this that are out of the ordinary, you can't just brush them off like they didn't exist. Now, this tail candle may disappear tomorrow. It may stay around for a few days. We don't know, but I would write the number down and I would just take heed. Let's get back to the information that's pertinent and relevant on the daily chart. 
We had a number on the screen for quite a while, 362.83. The number right above that was the former high at 364.38. It comes from this breakdown candle high. We've had these numbers on the board for a while. They're on the board for a reason. They never did fill this gap down here at 362.83. The only question was... When they did fill the gap, were they going to keep going or were they going to find what I like to call garden variety of chart support? And obviously you see the result today. And we know this from an intraday perspective. Inside the numbers members know this from an intraday perspective. If they begin closing candles below the gap, that's the first sign or signal that there's trouble or more trouble for the bulls at the time and there's lower prices ahead for the bears. Now, just for shits and giggles, here we have a 15-minute chart and here was the market down at that level, 362.83. So what happened? Here's a 10.30 candle close on the number, 362.83. Not only was it a 15-minute candle close, and you can see there were no candles that closed below that number. There were on a 10-minute chart. Somewhere along the line, the market will morph into making a bottom. Sometimes it shows up on a 5-minute chart, sometimes on a 10, sometimes on a 15. You never know which chart it's going to appear where it allows you to quote-unquote read the tape. When I see a 15-minute candle, which is also the 10.30 candle, which is the first hourly close of the day, close on the number, there's no accident, there's no coincidences in the market. What else do we have on the daily chart that we can hang our hat on? Not only did they come back to fill the gap, but they also came back to retest, again, they've done this before, but they came back to retest a former breakout area. Now, there's no rule that says they can't run multiple tests of a certain place, so they ran another test of a former breakout area, filling the gap and bouncing off the gap. So on its face, that's bullish market behavior. Now, what happens if we wake up tomorrow to another gap down and they come down below the gap, they open below the gap and they start trading below the gap? Then they're going to fill the next gap down below or worse. Where's the next gap down below? About 357.50, right in this neck of the woods. Let's keep something else in mind. The S&P was down today, but not everything was down today. It looked early on like it was going to be a open the trap door, slide them through, open and shut case debacle on our hands. The market had every opportunity this morning to sell off. But what happened? Somewhere along the line, there was a rescue operation that took place. By the dip crowd stepped in, the market started to rally, and it really never stopped until they got back up into the convergence of the 100-period and 50-period moving average on the hourly chart. There's other numbers that are associated with that that have nothing to do with the moving averages, but just from a visual perspective, that's what happened. So therefore, we can't view that as bearish even though the S&P finished down for the day. We look around the horn, we take everything into account. We take the price action into account. If the market finished at the lows, we would be having a different conversation, but that's not what happened. And then when we consider the other markets, where they traded out today, where they finished and closed the day, we have to account for everything. That's why we look for a full stack of information.
Let's get over to inside the numbers. I think there's an important lesson learned here. We know that the market's been quiet. We know that what follows quiet is market volatility. Maybe we got a sniff of it today, but what you want to do is take the approach that, hey, if market volatility is going to pick up, and I think there's opportunity when market volatility picks up, is this something, meaning inside the numbers, something that I can benefit from each and every day? Does it give me information that I don't have about the market, about potential opportunities each and every day? That's a question you can answer for yourself, but let's find out how today went, being that the market sold off early in the pre-market and then came all the way back during the trading day. What was the commentary? Was there anything of value in here today? We'll get back to stocks on the move later. We'll start with the pre-market. This is the 6.30 wake up kind of commentary. Happy Monday. Woke up to a lot of red as the S&P went from one big fat round number all the way down to the next. We're talking about ES3700 down to 3600. Little air coming out of the balloon. What's on the media's docket? Best I could tell early in the morning, it was we've got stimulus 2.0 and we've got European lockdown potential. The early look was that was opportunity knocking at the door. Let's see what else we had as the morning started to unfold. So the early thoughts, I want to put as many valuable thoughts as I can into my traders' hands. First, we're going to expect wide swings in both directions because the futures have been all over the place. The door is open for a retest of the lows. That was down to 35.96. That could have happened. It didn't happen. The door is also open for a snapback at any point. These are awarenesses that you have to come to the ballpark in uniform, ready and aware of. When we have an increased risk profile in the morning, we have to adjust our plan accordingly. How do we do that? We can take a smaller position size. Some of us may just choose to sit on the sidelines. Cash is a position. You don't have to be a participant every single day. Knowing all this with the wide swings, what that translates to is we're going to have to widen our stops if we're playing around in the S&P 500. They're going to spike through numbers because of the velocity moving the market. There's a healthy list of stocks on the move. We'll get to that later. Here's of note. They won't all hit their numbers. Just pay attention to the ones that are coming close. Caveat emptor on days like today, buyer beware. When using the 80-20 rule, and this was obviously the look in the market at 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock, 9.30 this morning. When using the 80-20 rule, today is in the 20% camp, so treat it accordingly. Treat it as a business. Moving right along. Let's see what else we have. 8.05. For those unfamiliar with the way this works, there's no chasing, there's no guessing. Selling in the hole is a recipe to get whipped out pretty quick by the trick, trap, fool, and frustrate crew. What exactly is selling in the hole? After the market's already down a lot, for example, a gap down like this morning, it's in the hole. Selling short after a big drop almost assures you to get a pie in the face on the next short squeeze back up. This is representative of the pie in the face for the traders that shorted the market at the open thinking it was going to collapse goes down a little bit, they don't cover, it turns around and they get a lemon meringue pie in the face. Let's continue moving along, see what else we have, 821. The overnight low is 3596. The door is open for them to run a test. 
it's near the big fat round number of 3,600, and we can make the case it's in the ballpark of a former breakout area. We talked about that before when looking at the SPY chart. If it reached early and quick, should be support and met with buyers. Moving right along. Nine o'clock, what's the spot? As the morning unfolds, things start to tighten up a little bit. First, we wanna know the spot up north where the bulls will run into overhead resistance if reached during the morning rush. ES 3664, give or take, should be resistance. Closing candles above would send price to 3680, which would also be overhead resistance if reached. You know the routine, only this routine is slightly different. Here's a 15 minute ES chart. This is the futures chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 36.64 is the horizontal line you see. They opened them up at 36.55.75. That was the opening print. They ran up to 36.64, slightly higher, and then they fell off. They didn't close any candles up there, and it was, in fact, overhead resistance. Now, here we go on the other side. Support should be down around the overnight lows, but who knows if they'll get there anytime soon before some rip-your-face-off rallies occur. Where could they come from? ES 3638, give or take, and ES 3621, give or take. We'll convert to SPY numbers after the opening bell, in the spirit of being prepared for game time. And when you know the conversion in terms of, we already talked about it, that gap was down in that neighborhood. Here you can see 3638. They never got to 3631. This is where the gap was down in this neighborhood. There was another intraday gap below, which you'll also see inside the numbers. Basically, you had the numbers. Let's continue moving along. 932, right out of the gate. 36490 was a gap that was just filled. Closing candles below is the first sign the bears aren't done. We're back to the SPY chart. Right of the vertical is today's activity. 364.90 is that number. And you can see what happened. Look at the opening print on this candle, 364.86. The closing print on this candle is 364.86. I realize that there's a lot of numbers that I'm throwing at you, but I don't always use the ES numbers and the SPY numbers. But when we have a lot of overnight movement, they leave us no choice to get it right, but to use everything in our toolbox. Let's continue moving along. And what I urge you to do at this point, I've showed you a lot of stuff in detail. What I think you should do next is, as I scroll up a little bit, go back to the chart, pause the video, see what the numbers and what the commentary are saying and see what the price action was after the fact. The market got into a range for a while. We identify the range. If they start getting above the range, then they can run a little bit. There'll be another leg of a short squeeze, for example. You can see here, outside on either side on candle closes, and we'll see an acceleration in either direction. What was the range? 366.50, 364.55. Back to the chart, 366.50 is the horizontal line. They got above it, they ran higher, they came back to almost run a retest at the end of the day, came up a few pennies short. What did they come up at? The low was 366.60, but that's not the whole story. Write that one down. 366.60 will come back around as we get deeper into the notes inside the numbers. You can see what happens if you're paying attention to the numbers. And again, pause the video and go back to the chart and see what happened. Here is a perfect example. 
10.02, remember, 362.83, guess what? If they get there, it should be support. Is, but it should say it should be support. There's a gap at 362 that may or may not get to the gap. Just saying. Meaning 362 and they may flush it down to 362 from 362.83. By 10.06, they're there. Showtime for the bulls to make a stand and keep candles closing above 362.83. This is where traders, and many did from inside the numbers, this is where traders can step into the long side if they're willing to understand that closing candles below 362.83 could bring another leg to the downside. Moving right along. 10.20, 3.62 is a buy zone as cited earlier. It's the intraday gap below the daily gap. Back to the chart. Low of day was what? 362.03. Hopefully, you're starting to get the point. As we scroll up, you can pause the video. Go back to the chart, see exactly what was said, see if it was right, wrong, crazy, nutty, or indifferent. Staying above and closing candles above 362.83 should bring a test of 365. Not sure what more you could be looking for. They did that thing where they closed candles above and they ran to 365 and higher. A little bit of back and forth for a while as they try and find support down at that gap. Above 362.83, the target is still 365. Can't say it enough. Staying above 362.83 should bring a test of 365. Could they go higher? Of course. Closing candles above 365 is the sign the bulls would be looking for. Continuing on, as we get into the middle of the day, it gets rather quiet. Once again, 11.05. Staying above 362.83 should bring a test of 365. And then I throw up a little chart just so that everybody can get the visual that they filled the gap and they came back to retest a former breakout area. They've been down here before. They didn't fill the gap before, but that's what that area still is. And it is until it's broken. Once they start closing below this, then that's a different story. And by the way, we didn't mention it before, but by the end of the day, they did recapture, which they lost earlier in the day, but they recaptured the 20 period moving average. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend until the very end. Moving right along. And here I'm just gonna scroll up. You can pause the video, read the notes. We'll go into the end of the day, but I do wanna bring one more thing to your attention specifically on the chart. 158, for now, staying above 367.50 on hourly closes keeps the band playing on. Below that, the next spot down is about 366.60. Remember that, 366.60. Here once again, you'll see it come up, 321 post, if they drop them and this is into the close. Either they're gonna rally them into the close and they go to 369 or higher, or they're gonna drop them into the close and the door is open for 366.60. 60. And as you can see in the last candle of the day, the low was in fact 366.60. How you doing? What about stocks on the move? Well, it was kind of a little bit of a shame today. We had a nice big healthy list. I was licking my chops as the market was trading lower in the morning. All it had to do was continue trading lower for maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes, and we probably would have got three or four more trades under our belt as everything would have been getting thrown out with the bathwater. Unfortunately for the trading end of things, in terms of stocks on the move, everybody got a bid right at the opening bell along with the market. The buy the dip crowd showed up. 
A rising tide lifts all boats, and only one of this laundry list of stocks hit their number. It was Devon Energy, DVN, the third one down. The entry price was $14.47, a secondary price of $13.95. Let's go to the videotape. Devon, among a lot of other stocks, was getting its haircut at the open. The 14.47 was the destination. It was reached early in the morning. They did have a rocket ride away from it, and the rest is history. You can see the result. They went all the way back up, filled the gap, giving you a total of a dollar two from entry to the high. Traders could have taken anything along the way that they chose. I like to put that trader's choice. So as we wrap up the daily chart of the SPY, a couple of things I want to make mention of. Just to reiterate, they gave up but recaptured the 20-period moving average. As such, they're still in an uptrend. If they trade higher tomorrow on Tuesday, there's nothing wrong with this tape. Nothing happened. They poked their head up, made a new high, had a little bit of a pullback, and they're still in the same general area. When you consider how high they are on the chart, today was just a little blurb. This is the weekly chart. This is a rounding error. Always put everything in the market in perspective. Maybe they kill the market this week into the Christmas holiday. It's unlikely they do. That would again be in the 20% of the 80-20 rule. 20% meaning that's the unlikely, that's the unusual. It can happen. We're aware it can happen always, but it's unlikely to happen. They had an excuse today to kill the market. How come they didn't do it? What about Camp IWM? Any trouble here? No, it's high on the chart. They had a rescue operation in the IWM as well. What did they do? They ran back up to fill the gap left open from Friday, and they find themselves very close to the all-time highs. Nothing wrong with this chart whatsoever. The trend is your friend until it's not. The IWM had a recovery, finished flat. That's a win, a win for the bulls at least. What about the folks down at the transportation department? This is interesting. So they still finished down about 80 points today. And you can see here from a symmetrical standpoint, market symmetry. They have a down move. They have a bearish wedge pattern and another down move about equidistant, not quite, but about equidistant to the original down move. Now they're below the 20 period moving average. They cannot capture and have not been able to recapture on a sustainable basis the 20 period moving average. And guess what? While the IWM is my favorite market leading indicator and the transports are A number two, they are my favorite canary in the coal mine. They're generally telling us something ahead of the game. That's why we look at it. So what are they telling us here? Are they going to make new highs real quick or are they trying to tell us we're seeing what could be determined to be a rounding top formation? If they stay below the 20 period moving average and continue to struggle, you'll see this further materialize. If they get back above the 20 period moving average, it'll become a thing of the past. At present, it's a divergence from other markets. It's of note. It is a puzzle piece and it's absolutely on the table. We must be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We may or may not see the market fall this week. That doesn't mean they're not setting up for something. That doesn't mean the transports aren't indicating something that's happening into the future. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? What's going on out there today? What was the low? Looks to be very close to 303.50. We've cited 303.50 as a very important spot. They get above it, they're pushing to new highs. They get below it, they're potentially failing. Guess what? 
They came back to run a test today, came within a dime, turned around, went back in the other direction. That's bullish behavior on its face. Is there technically anything wrong with the cues? When you look at the picture of the weekly chart and you see the type of trend this is, technically speaking, this is an uptrend. It's a very strong uptrend and there's nothing wrong with this tape whatsoever. There will be one day, the trend will change. It will morph from an intraday turn to a daily chart trend change and so on. Today, the trend is up. There's nothing wrong with the cues. What about the XLF? Is there anything wrong with the financials? If the financials are not falling apart, is it likely the market falls apart? And the answer is no, it's not likely, it's unlikely. What's the target for the XLF? We talk about it almost every day now, 30 bucks. Move along. Close daily below 28.13 and that story can change for now, 30 bucks. What about Smash Mouth? Now this is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole, again, teetering with the 20 period moving average. Tried to give it up this morning. The bulls won the battle. The bears couldn't do it. They couldn't push price and sustain price below. So the bulls win this bout. But again, is this similar to the transports? Is the SMH trying to indicate something coming across the tech space? Is it a leading indicator? We have to watch it. It's another puzzle piece. It's on the table. Right now, there's technically nothing wrong with the SMH, but we have to watch it because it could morph into something else, triggering trouble in the tech sector and so on. Everything starts somewhere. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes with each market we look at independent of one another. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're gonna pull the ripcord here today, I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.